Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it is just Darcy here. This is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? It's Friday. It's good. I'm tired. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I'm tired, man. Also, I think uh, in Ontario, we're having a, oh, I should say Southern Ontario, we're having a bit of a gloomy weather. So uh, I definitely had a hard time getting out of bed this morning and it was dark as fuck in my room when I was working. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know what? I like when you get up early in the morning, though, and it's still dark out, and you're on your way to like the gym or something, and nobody else is around. You're like, yeah, I got it in early. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, aside from that, uh, my bros uh, ready to dive right into our agenda? Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going to go off script for a second, only because I want to do a shout out to a couple of shows that we're watching right now. Uh, Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen season two just had a new episode come out. Now I'm not going to spoil it because I mean, not it came out last last night. But nonetheless, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, if you want, if you know, you know. If you don't know, ask me about it later, and I'll tell you about it. So, like, nonetheless, let's just say that Jujutsu Kaisen season two is Mappa's. Mappa is like throwing their big dick energy right now, and they're just like, <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> Neither do we, apparently. Uh, so, nonetheless, uh, I will just say, honorable mention, Jujutsu, keep doing what you're doing. But I'm so afraid of where this show is going because, like, mm-hmm. it's starting to feel like Game of Thrones where, like, no one is safe, and people online are definitely saying the same thing. But, uh, but I will say this this would be my only thing that's a smidge smidge but not really a spoiler um this episode gave uh that mission impossible movie with henry cavill that that bathroom fight scene a long run for its money (laughs) (laughs) there's just the best bathroom fight scene i've ever seen (laughs) yeah honestly like because like sometimes you just say oh because the bathroom fight scene is like cool because it had all these like powers going off the powers were like anecdotal to the hands that were thrown like tea the hands that were thrown, oh my god! You can literally watch the fight sequence with no context and be like, "What the fuck?" Just yo, they fucked each other up. You know, you know what level it's on? Um, Naruto versus Sasuke, like the first and even the second, but mostly that first battle where they had it in the 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 meeting of the the, the two um, originals. I can't get the words out right now, but you know what I'm saying. That fight where it was like we, we, we they changed the animation. We're like, oh my god, this is beautiful. Like the choreography, the thought, the hand to hand, the like preciseness they put into it. Yeah, that was the like nonstop the whole episode, whole, just doing that. literally the whole episode. Uh, like literally beginning to end because like when when i saw the change in the animation i'm like oh there's gonna be a fight coming up and then like i just watched the entire episode i'm like holy shit i'm tired <laughs> yeah yeah a lot yeah so uh but the other honorable mention for this week is also uh loki season two uh like uh, the third episode just dropped again yesterday thursdays are stacked now because i also yeah. think gen v comes out on thursdays too yeah it does yeah wow, that was good Oh no! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was today. Yeah, I wasn't. Oh, okay, I, cool. Okay, go, okay, good. Yesterday. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I, I didn't look yesterday because I was too busy like catching up on stuff. But um, yeah, like uh, Loki season three, season two, episode three uh, just came out. I gotta say, I'm actually 
really enjoying the season. Uh, so far, I don't have any issues with it. And uh, T, just like a mild spoiler, Jonathan Major shows up in the third episode. He he delivers. That that man has every time in the MCU, every time he's shown up, he's played a completely different person. Yes. He's played the same character, but he's played a completely different person. Yes. And they're all individually believably completely different people who look identical. Yes. And I actually, I actually tend to forget sometimes that he's actually played the other characters. Yeah, it's really good. Also, I want to give a really shout, good shout out to, and I'm not even going to try to say his name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, but our dude that came back not too long ago for his recent movie in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. He, he's, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. You're right. I completely forgot his name right now. Um, oh, because I know his name in the show is called o Obi. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like Key is in the name. Key Kwan? Yeah, I think it's like close to that. Anyways, um. Yeah, the the man's rekindled his career, and he is just amazing in this show. He's such an amazing element, and honestly, I think that if he wasn't there, all of the TVA stuff would not be as fun. It would not. It wouldn't be click as, as much. Enjoyable because he he's bringing energy to the TVA that like makes me want to go back. Because I honestly feel like I would be like, all right, let's just give a, let's leave the TVA. Let's go let's go somewhere else. If he wasn't there, because he's making it so enjoyable i i would say that um yeah basically whenever someone interacts with him you can tell the energy changes yeah yeah uh and just one final point uh with uh this uh season so far uh t uh imdb is giving it an 8.2 average for the last three episodes cool Ooh, yes. That's solid. Yes. All right. Now going to our uh, first topic. It's <laughs> just like these guys are trying to make me watch stuff. <laughs> no. But if you do. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to be upset if you do, T. No one's going to be upset. All right. So our first topic <laughs> of the night uh, is uh, regarding a oldie but a goodie. So, oh, God. I'm sad to say, about 30 years ago or more. Why you gotta put a number on it, bro? Why you gotta put a number on it? I apologize. Uh, some time ago, in the 90s, oh, uh, a, a very affectionate, a very beloved cartoon from Disney came out called Gargoyles. And this show, uh, it ran for, if I, if I recall, I think it like ran for like four seasons. There they are. There they are. Yeah. So like this show blew me the fuck away when i when i watched it i it made me like it actually is the reason why i have such a strong love for shakespeare ironically uh and then also it just it just was so dope so when it went off the air i was sad and and then they came back with this like stupid uh goliath chronicles which did not do a good job in keeping the quality of the series uh, and this was written and uh, written by like uh, the guy who did young, the first couple, well, who did Young Justice, and also Spectacular Spider-Man, Greg Wiseman. Now, we have been hearing for years that there is an attempt to make a live-action version of this series, whether it be a live-action movie or a live-action TV series. Uh, it been it has been predominantly focused on making a live-action movie and a movie franchise. At one point, uh, I think it was like Jordan Peterson was going to be uh, uh, directing it. 
Uh, but then he went and did Twilight uh, or Twilight Zone. Uh, did I, wait, did I say that name right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then last time we talked about it on here was there were rumors that Kenneth Branagh, uh, the director for the uh, of the first Thor, the first Thor movie, and also for all the Hercules Pyro films. But today, sorry, oh, this past week, it was uh, released that while yes, Disney is moving forward uh, to make this, they're wanting to make it into a live action series on Disney Plus, and it's going to have. Uh, let me get his sure I got his name right, uh, Gary Doberman. Uh, to be running the uh, the series with uh, under the umbrella of James James Wan's Atomic Monster banner. Now, I I will just say that like I have always been a like an advocate for gargoyles being turned live action, only if it's done well. But. Uh, let me just uh, find out, like uh, Gary uh, Gary Doberman. Uh, I just I just want to make sure that everyone has like an understanding of what he's done in the past. Uh, he did uh, the Conjuring. Uh, well, actually, oh, no, sorry. So he wrote and direct and executive produced the Swamp Thing TV series that lasted like five episodes that people really liked, but it kind of didn't go anywhere because they'd got canceled before he even started uh, uh, like being released. And also he wrote Annabelle. He also wrote the It movies. He also wrote the Nun movies as well. So mm-hmm. let's just say that he, he has a certain level of horror behind him. This picture uh, yeah. So I will say that I am not. I, I'm for a live action uh, version of Gargoyles, but I want it to be done right. And me personally, I would want it to be done with practical effects as best as they could be. Now, granted, certain scenes are not going to be be able to do like them breaking uh, from sto- from going from stone to uh, flesh is going to be hard to do with practical effects. Flying, uh, just flying. I was going. I was going. They glide, Darcy. They glide. Oh yeah. That makes the, all the difference as to the one wearing a practical suit. Yeah, just throw them off side building and just say, glad, motherfucker, glad. <laughs> <laughs> they have like those par- parasailing outfits and they're just like this. It's like Actually, glide with like eight, eight, 80 pounds of extra gear on you. Just good luck with that. Do you remember when um, uh, Batman and the uh, in Robin Pattinson's Batman did that in uh, in the Batman and then just like slammed right into uh, a bus? Yeah, can you imagine if it's like these like massive creatures? Anyway, so obviously there would need to be some sort of uh, special effects, but I also remembered Hellboy. Uh, the Hellboy films were predominantly uh, spe- like they did have special effects, absolutely, but they also had a lot of practical effects. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed that move, uh, those two movies. I didn't like the recent one, even though I love David Harbour, but like that, that one was a straight trash, in my opinion. So uh, I would say that I, I do, see, and also I did see a couple episodes of Swamp Thing. I did see him, Swamp Thing, uh, show up. He 
definitely did a good job uh, in terms of like making it practical, more practical than uh, than just pure CG. And while it would be expensive, I still feel if done right, this could do really well in terms of practical effects. However, I'm interested to see what my bros think about this new development and it being made into a TV series and it being uh, made and like, what would you want it? Uh, practical effects or animation? And uh, T, let's start with you, bro. What do you think? Um, first and foremost, I wasn't an avid fan of Gargoyles. Like, I, I don't even know if I've finished the entire series as a whole. That being said, I would be interested in seeing a live action version of, or an adaptation of it come to life. I think that would mm -hmm. be pretty cool. Um, I mean, we live in a world right now where, like, the we have a Barbie movie that did really well. We have uh, uh, two Lego movies that did really well. Sonic the Hedgehog. All of these like properties that, like, you know, on paper you you probably think initially like aren't going to work, and then somehow they find a way to get creative and and work around it and and make it actually appealing to the masses right so i think you know um umar you mentioned uh hellboy and i thought that was a really good comparison because hellboy was you know there was a mix of cgi in there but mostly it was very heavily predicated on a lot of practical effects and i i too enjoyed hellboy like the first two movies i i thought were 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 pretty entertaining and then you know you were mentioning how like gargoyles has kind of like a shakespearean vibe to it and it kind of reminds me of um and funny enough ron perlman is attached to this as well when he did uh, beauty and the beast the tv series oh right? yeah with Linda and, hamilton yeah and that was practical that was a practical they did practical effects for that as well and that oh that's a classic pull bro and, but that that kind of reminds me of like the tone that I feel like they could take with that uh, because that was very much like very Shakespearean-esque as well, right? So in terms of the tone, I, I feel like it would be somewhat dark um, and like modernized for, for today, but also with that same similar tone and the use of practical and CGI effects. And I think that, you know, given, given where CGI is now and granted, like some, some movies to date aren't you know top notch when it comes to CGI, but that shouldn't be a reason for us to shy away from it. I think I think we're at the point right now where like, you know, we should be figuring out ways of revolutionizing CGI and and you know figuring out creative ways to make it work and make it more appealing to to audience members, right? So, you know, look, look what they did with um I use the example um off air when we talked about um uh the planet of the apes right you know you compare the first movie to that of the second and the third one that that, that matt reeves directed uh cgi is vastly different but it's also vastly improved upon right like yeah. actually you know what i mean and i think i totally thought i was looking at apes talking man i'm not yeah gonna like matt reeves made us care about a, a bunch of fucking apes like that like you know that's crazy right and so i think that's if they take that approach um and they they make it an interesting storyline, then I think yeah, given the property, it's probably gonna be somewhat niche. But I think if you have a live action, if you have if you do it live action and you have a really, really captivating story, I think it could work. Right. So I'm all for it. I, I want to see this as a movie. 
Uh, not so much as a TV series. I agree. Um, yeah, I'd rather see it as a movie, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. Darce? Oh, you already know. I'm pretty apprehensive about this one. I, I just don't see there being much success um, in this. So as much as like, yeah, there's, there's some apt comparisons and stuff like that. I think this is just doomed to fail. Um, one, I think live action is going to be a real struggle, um, especially in a TV show. I think mm. that the the production budgets, like who's going to be behind it, um, is this who owns Gargoyles? Like what studio? Disney. Owns? Disney. That makes it even worse, in my opinion. <laughs> um, well, given what they're doing with VFX, it's, not, it's not even the track record. So it's like, okay, so there was a, a a level to this show that was very like campy, right? In the in the sense of it being just kind of. Yes, I don't remember all of it, but it was like there was something very hero-esque and nice about it. And that I don't think will translate very well to today with people physically acting it out. I think that will come off flat. So then I think you're now put into a situation like, okay, you got to adjust the tone. Now, they obviously got a guy who's got a horror background. So it looks like they want to lean in on the gothic element of this and make it darker. Um, And that's where I go like, okay, that's a really interesting idea. I I could get on board with that. But Disney owns it. They're not known for that. And like, they're known for taking old properties and trying to bring them to the new masses, right? Mostly kids. So they're going to get a horror, a guy with a horror background to make this for children? Or is Disney actually stepping into the like, we're going to make horror stuff for adults now? When have they done that? Where is the track record? I just like, I see that being a struggle. Um, I, and as much as we can make like really good comparisons like Planet of the Apes, I think that they're, the, the problems are a couple in here. One is that I don't think that... I think that apes are much easier to emote like humans. Whereas this, I think we're going to run into an uncanny valley scenario if you don't do heavy CGI. Uncanny, um, sorry, uncanny valley? Uncanny valley is, um, best example is Henry Cavill's upper lip with the mustache. When they CGI'd out his mustache, oh, it's called uncanny okay. valley. It's when, okay. when you have parts of the, like, the CGI that look very off and very uncanny for what they should be something's off about yeah kind of like what uh what like the entirety of lion king a live action cgi because like the entire entire time i'm like this is just weird yeah that one faces a kind of a reverse problem so uncanny would be more like um generally whenever you animate someone's face and their lips and eyes don't really move in a way and it feels very weird and yes lion king though I didn't watch it has that what I understand is actually it's a really good masterpiece of animation it has a fundamental flaw in that you're trying to make something extremely realistic but in non-emotive but then animals don't talk and emote like humans so you've gone too far one way and then try to blend it with something that's too far on the opposite side you would have to make it look more like sonic the hedgehog animation so that it's more like oh it's a cartoon with like fur and live action so for me, the way that I would want the gargoyles to be redone 
and we could debate over movie or TV show on this, but I would want it to be in a more anime style and I'd want it to lean more towards Castlevania towards leaning into the darker elements as much as like we are, uh, we are the direct audience to reboot it for, and yeah. we're not heavily in depth with it. And so I think it has the room to just be, you don't have to take what it was and try to make it that again, you try to make it something new. And I think the the darker, more like Senin type anime would be a better vibe for this. Um, and that's where I kind of would want this to, to go um, personally. But I'm not Could over you- here like begging for this to be remade either. <laughs> so right. this is my like, what would I want <laughs> given that like i really want this to happen i will say the castlevania netflix's castlevania adaption of the games the animation for that it like uh, first of all if if netflix if disney is going to take that that uh, approach and and i mean that's going to be one dark gargoyle series because like this like the, the the first part of the series took place in like viking england area era uh, and they also smashed a whole bunch of the entire clan. So, like, it, it got pretty dark uh, for a kids' show. Uh, and so, yeah, if they went Castlevania, that thing, Castlevania animation style, this would get hella dark for Disney. But I think that would, get, would, yeah, for Disney, that's the biggest problem. I think Disney is like the biggest problem here for me um, because it being dark i think would make it very interesting i think you could take all of the themes like this is gonna be a really bad ex- example but like um uh the bel-air to fresh prince of bel-air so you take okay. all of the dramatic elements and then you just build your story off of that and i'm not saying it needs to be like berserk dark like it doesn't need to be like grotesque it just it just you you take all of the things that you hinted at and we're like when we were young are like oh yeah it was so deep and then you probably go back and watch and you're like oh it wasn't as deep as i thought or maybe it surprises us but you take those elements and then you you really emphasize them and you really build around that and you have and you take less of the episodic like nicely wrapped up and everything was perfectly done so they could get back to the tower and that before the sun came up so they didn't die or like turn a stone like in the wrong place you get rid of that element like you do have that element of there is the sun and and there are problems but it's more of like a kryptonite problem than it is a like perfect way to wrap up an episode for a child at you know eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday you know like it's you 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 weave that into a different element of the story that's how i get this is how i would want it because that's what you asking for no i i appreciate it t so question couple of questions and comments um first did disney say that they were steering away from dark properties like Disney's never been known for dark properties. Now, to be fair, when it comes with the MCU of late, and this is mostly because I think they're trying to deal with a PR problem that is Daredevil uh, born again. I almost said reborn because of you guys. Um, uh, but like they are saying that they're trying to make Daredevil more adult. That's the most recent example of Disney trying to shift tracks. But what about Deadpool? Yeah. See, the thing is Deadpool was originally from Fox. But now that they're making Deadpool three under the banner of it being like Fox, uh, a Fox and Disney Entertainment. So if they're open to that, then who's to say that they're they wouldn't be open to making this more dark in tone? 
I would say that I think what Darcy's saying, and forgive me, Darcy, if I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm misrepresenting you, but you're saying their track record here is the problem, not so much what they're saying they're going to do. Yeah, they as much as they are coming out with properties that are going to be darker, I have yet to see that in all of my years from them, and oh. as much as they did buy a network and put it into Disney plus adult stuff. They didn't make that. And Deadpool three is likely going to be the same tone because it's successful and mm. it would be completely stupid to change the formula on something that's clearly working. Uh, and they know, and they've already gotten the backlash. If like, like they yeah. already got backlash before they said, even if they were going to continue, right. They were getting backlash. Whereas like, We've get they've gotten the 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 backlash around um, around uh, uh, born again, but I, I it just kind of leads me down the the idea that like they still haven't got their head on right yet about it. So letting Ryan Reynolds do what he does and <clears throat> totally screwing up the first draft of uh, of Daredevil and having to scrap the, the 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 book and start over in a way of speaking, um, it's not exactly saying that they're they're ready to give us dark properties okay but define define dark like what like how dark does this need to be in order to it be to in order for it to be considered like darker in tone in comparison to that of the animated series because i mean couldn't you argue that some of the the marvel shows had like dark undertones yeah they had some had dark undertones but overall they are not entirely adult properties and this is based off the uh, off the idea that that's what i would want like if you know i th they tend to still want to make everything soft and palatable i think the, possibly the reason why there's this almost debate regarding uh, adult tones and also adult themes is because of the fact that they got a horror movie guy to take over the project I, like if kenneth brano took over or uh yeah if kenneth brano took over uh the project and it was being made in movie we wouldn't be on this conversation because we'd be talking about like how much of an adaption it was but the fact that a horror movie guy has been taking over and is developing the series it kind of and also to be fair gargoyles did have like for a kid's show it did have dark tones and dark messaging mm -hmm. and I, I and i feel like this is more so it's they're not going to market this to kids i don't think i think they're going to market it to to those who are actually familiar and grew up with the property right and so they're going to make it more adult driven while keeping it i mean somewhat tame right they're not going to go full they're not going to go rated r with this with this property by any means but they are going to make it more adult-esque um so that it resonates with uh an audience that is familiar with the property as opposed to trying to market it to a new generation of kids can you imagine if they made this r <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. that's not happening but <laughs> no i know no, but i'm just like jesus that would be terrifying but i but i also think that in terms of the aesthetics as in regards to how they look i think you could get away with making something really great whether you choose to go the cgi route or whether you choose to do more practical effects because um like i was saying off air like you know goliath for one like that like that pretty much just looks like ron perlman in a suit 
Like I, I could see Ron Perlman playing this character, you know, just like just the same in a similar fashion to how he did in in um in Hellboy. And then you have that. Uh, let me bring up the other picture of some of the other characters. Um, you have the the bald headed dude right here. Um, you know that that's that's pretty much just Gollum. You know, and we've already seen a golem. It's just an up. We could just do an updated version. Now, granted, about Lexington. The yeah, le- yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, that that was his name. Yeah, and then and then the chick here, like she ha- Yeah, she has human character. She has human features and stuff like that. The only you no lie, I had a crush on Demona. Oh, we the all o- did. We all the, did. My the man, only, thank you. The only ones that I feel like would be a little more difficult are the ones that actually look like dragons like this red dude and the and Brooklyn the guy yeah all the ones on the bottom yeah <laughs> the much. three young ones like yeah. Broadway I think Broadway still has somewhat of a facial expression that's normal but like and you're right like Clinton Gollum pretty much captures him but like honestly Brooklyn is the one with the hardest one because he's got a freaking beak and also Bronx yeah. it's a dog but like he would have to be fully CGI but I was just thinking about something uh Going, uh, if they went CGI, the only way I could see the CGI being properly done is if they did it the way they did Thanos. Mm-hmm. So no darts. No, it's not. So here, I'm going to reiterate the the statement that I was making earlier. One, I'm going to clarify something. The desire for it to go dark is more my desire. Like it's more what I want gotcha. versus. What I think that will do. Do I think Disney's going to make this like super dark? No, I do not think that they're going to make it super dark. I don't think that's what they're going to do. Will they make it adult? Yeah, they could do adult, right? Like Loki has adult themes and is more darker at times. That they, I could see them doing that. All of that. That's just to that's one point. But the other thing I really want to say is, could they do a very visual adaption that makes people in suits look like the the comic? Yeah, you could. And you might have some uncanny valley. You might not, right? It depends how practical you want to be and if people want to show up in those outfits every single day. Here's the thing. This is this is for me. If they make an, an pretty much an exact adaption, I won't watch it. I just don't think, for me, unless I get really impressed with a trailer, when I see people walking around looking like gargoyles having conversations about saving people and turning back a stone, I'm just not interested in it. Like Fair as enough. a cartoon, I said that about a, One Piece, bro, and I, I I watched that shit. So okay, you cannot you cannot put gargoyles on the same. Yes, I just I just did because <laughs> I did not think that I would like pirates. Oh, <laughs> 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 all right, looks like it's just you and me, Uma. <laughs> Shit! You have lost your goddamn mind. That was like comparing Pokemon to like I'm, Naruto. No, 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 no. You're, you're missing my point. What I'm saying is that I took the same stance as you, where I said I didn't think that I would like a show about pirates, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, there's something interesting here. I, I'm going to check it out." And now I love it. So to do faithful adaption. That's also yeah. a, a necessary well, point I, in I'm, there. Well, I I, I wouldn't know because I didn't watch the original the the anime, right? So well, but like we we like as someone who never watched the anime either, I could tell there was a shit ton of uh, like uh, mm-hmm. honoring. I could see that they were honoring it, and then learning about the behind the scenes factor. I think the reason why this. Uh, <laughs> Courtney, <laughs> she's like R.I.P. Darcy. <laughs> uh, um, the reason why um, 
we all agree that One Piece worked <laughs> is because the develop the people behind it had Oda, and also they were being com- like they were committing to the source material. Mm. I think uh, in this situation uh, that you're describing tactics, it would work if they respected and also went with the love that for gargoyles because it does actually have a pretty big following like they it's a it's a successful comic book series now because people wanted more mm-hmm. and like going back and re-watching the series like i did a couple of years ago yes like darcy you're right there was that sort of saturday morning cartoon aspect and like f- tying up a lot of things with the bow but they also had long character arcs that wasn't really used to uh back then and they also had consequences and people got hurt and people got uh Actually, some people died, actually, in the show, which I didn't remember, oddly enough. Yeah, he bugged us up as a kid. I, I don't know. It's just like, and you had to go in the One Piece route. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most relevant at the time. So. No, but like, you got personal. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's like, how, how do I say this? Like, um, you're making the, the, the comparison of Oda and stuff like that. And yeah, having the having the right people behind the scenes makes a difference but it's not even that it's like <sighs> one piece has a property that has been a, that built up something that is so amazing that when they adapted it it like that's why it's surprising it's like I don't, I wouldn't put gargoyles as a content on the level, like if you would cartoon to anime like this, because they're the source, right? You put the, or the comic to the, the manga, if you put them up against each other, like they're not in the same, no, no, no but that's, not the same that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying though. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not comparing them, the shows by any stretch of the imagination. All I'm saying is that from the outside looking at, I knew nothing about One Piece and I wrote it off as I don't. I'm not interested in watching a show about pirates. But then I kept hearing that it was such a faithful adaptation that I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And I ended up loving it. But so that's, 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 that's hitting at the point I'm getting at. So being a faithful adaptation doesn't make a difference. It's what you're, what you're adapting that makes the difference. So what I mean, so if I make the most faithful adaption of like Power Rangers season one, right? I make it the most faithful adaption possible. Is it really going to make you really want to go out there because it's faithful? Is the content change? Is the content amazing? If I like, take, I would like, say yes. Yeah. She. Yeah. I. For me, I'm like I have no desire to watch Power Rangers at this point in my life. Like, okay. I mean, when, I'm, when, not, I'm when, not going back yeah, and watching Power No, Rangers but when they, when, they, when they first announced it, before you actually watched, because you, I'm, I'm assuming you watched like the the remake with um, uh, what's her name? That like uh, the newest Power Rangers movie that they made. Oh, the one with like Jasmine in it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, uh, Darcy, you yeah. watched that one, right? Yeah. Like, what? Okay, what what drove you to w- want to watch that? wasn't it was it definitely wasn't faithful <laughs> no it, it, no you're right it wasn't but you still watched it yeah i'm, I'm i don't know i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> okay. at this point because that was like 10 years ago okay at this point 
I'm just saying I need to see an amazing trailer before I get interested because it just doesn't feel like a property that like I'm super interested in seeing. That's fair. In live action. That's that. That's fine. That's I, I, but now I'm slight, just slightly curious, Darcy. Do you, did you have do you have strong fond memories of the Gargoyles animated series? No, and I know this. Cool. I know enough about the source material to be like, yeah, I was cool. That, that was, it was cool. Cool. Right, like. But I'm like I'm not running out of my way. Fair. I I just I just wanted to ask just from for context thing. But oh, understood. No, and I'm on the same shit. Like I like Gargoyles wasn't really my jam. Like I I watched a couple of episodes and I was like, yeah, it was I cool. But um, you know, I always like things that are different and new and like you know, if like again with um with like Biker Mice from Mars, for example, like that <laughs> like, that that was like somewhat my shit. But, like, I don't think I watched, like, every single episode or whatever like that. But if you tell me, yo, they're making a Biker Mice Mar- Mars live action, it's probably going to bomb. But I'm still going to watch it because I'm curious. I'm like, yo, this is some new shit. Like, I, I want to see some some mice live action and shit. Like, fucking shit up and fighting, like, grown-ass fish. Like, sign- With antennas? Yeah, sign, sign me up, man. Like, I, right. I'm, I'd be curious. I, I have a question. I'm going to stop instigating. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reverse this whole conversation upside down. Okay. Make for some fun. No, no, no. This is going to be fun. Okay. (laughs) What old live action property would you want to be adapted into a form of animation? Doesn't whatever that form is. It could be like into the spider verse style. It could be like anime. it It could be cartoonish, right? Like, you know, you have like some of these new Netflix cartoon t- type things like Lost Space that are like absolutely amazing and, and completely creative. It's like Futurama style if you haven't seen Lost Space. So what live action property from back in the day? Any property. Want... Any yeah. property? Yeah, to take something that was people and convert it into animation. Because you can do more with animation you can ever do creatively than you can do with people. That's right? a great question. That's a great question. And and those uh, watching live right now, you can feel free to drop something in the comments. I'm gonna have to think about that, man. Because we have yeah. to come back to that one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, let, let's Ooh. hold that as like a as like a surprise later topic in the in, in the in the podcast. Yo, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a dope question, Tars. Thanks for that. Okay, on that, moving on to our next topic, because oddly enough, this is on the same vein of what we're talking about. So, uh, as many people know, Avatar: The Last Airbender is a beloved. Nickelodeon cartoon that came out like 15 years ago. I loved it back then. I still love it now. I still like watch it religiously and I desperately try to get as many people to watch it as possible, including tactics. Uh, and it succeeded anyway. So Netflix, as we all know, has decided to make an adaption of it after the, as tactics brought up earlier, the absolutely monumentally abysmally created live action movie made by uh, M night Shyamalan. Oh, that was that was Darcy, but yeah. My bad. Uh, my apologies, Darcy. But uh, all those anyway. facts about it are very true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Netflix uh, started making the live action adaption, and they had, for context, gotten the original creators to join, and then the original creators said "fuck you" to Netflix, and was like, "We don't support what they're trying to do. We're out of here." And then they were so pissed off with what Netflix had done, which we still don't know anything about, but we've heard some rumors. 
is that they went back to Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon was like, we're going to give you Avatar Studios, a brand new animation studios for you to just make as much Avatar content as you want, including a live action, including an animated movie to be put in theaters. All this made me think, yo, what the fuck did Netflix do to those guys? Well, as much as I would like to think that uh, this just shows that Netflix is going to bomb, and for all we know, the series could massively bomb. But this past week, they decided to reveal... Now, we've seen Aang, we've seen Katara, we've seen Sokka, but now we saw the Fire Nation, and they dropped some Fire Nation photos. Oh. Now, if all y'all don't know... But on this channel, we all big fans of Uncle Iroh. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Also, we're like we're also big fans uh, of Paul Song Hoon Lee, who was also mm -hmm. on Kim's Convenience. That man's literally a Canadian national treasure, who is now also becoming an American treasure. But we all love Uncle Iroh, and in my opinion, Uncle Iroh is standing right in front of me. This was perfect casting, and damn. I want to know about you, bros. What do you think of the Uncle Iroh image that you're seeing right now? Uh, Dars? I mean, he looks spot on. Um, he makes me excited to see. I mean, the, the big thing for this, though, is the performance. It's gonna, it's like, it's, it's one of those characters like that are just unique enough that if you don't get it, will know <laughs> like, yeah you, you you have to have this like warm energy that is still like because it's everything about what he is he's a man who was a, an elite military person who lost his son and became very obviously sad but learned how to move on from it and then wants to share that love uh and and put that into somebody else and wants to care for 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 uh, a young man in his life and like that's a very specific warming energy i mean it, he, he's got he's got the feels right now in the image i i need to hear it in the voice i need to see hear it in the tone i need to see it in those scenes um but it looks good it looks good t yeah, I'm with Darcy, man. They, in terms of the aesthetics, like how everyone looks, they they definitely hit the mark on this. Like this, I like, I I, I see Uncle Iroh in this 100%. Right down. Like all of like so far, all of the images that have come out as of as of late have been pretty spot on. Like from the uniforms to like the casting, like it's honestly incredible. Like it's. It sucks that the creators of the original show left, but it's bittersweet because now we're going to be getting new, potentially getting new um, Avatar properties um, and a, potentially a movie as well, which is which is uh, kind of like a blessing in disguise. And if this uh, iteration of Avatar ends up being really well done, despite the creators leaving, then it's a win-win all around, right? Agreed. So, so, I mean, I'm hoping that it's good. It's a little bit concerning that the the creators left, but you know, if, if they can knock it out of the out of the park, then it just means more Avatar for all of us all around. So, could you go to go to the next image, please? Sure. 
I was hoping this would be the next image. Okay. This is the first image of Dan. So this is Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai. This is the first image I saw before I saw any of the others. I saw this and I was like, holy fuck, he looks perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back to what Darcy was saying. It's all about the performance, right? Because anyone could dress up and look the part. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. but can they pull off the actual storyline and the acting and the conviction of like the, the bringing the charisma and the essence to that character, right? Does it translate well on screen the same way that it does when we're watching the show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, the, the, the thing, I, I, I forget which one of you guys said it, but like the the series has been perfectly casted. Like Paul Sung Hung Lee and Daniel Day Kim. When I heard they were cast for Ozai and Iroh, in my head, I'm like, I know those actors. I know their skill level. And I also know their faces and their voices. They can do this. Yeah. But what you just said right now, the writing is important. 100%. Because the thing is, like, as an animated show, there's so much that Avatar brought to the table. So many strong characters, so many strong quotes. Like that, like that alone, if they if they nail that, then they have me sold because Uncle Iroh has has some of the most like enriching, like fantastic quotes I've ever heard in my life. Like that, like that still stands to the test of time. And I like if they can nail that. And with full conviction and make you and like draw you in and make you be like, oh man, that's that's such sage wisdom. Like if it just comes off as campy, like I like I'm just not interested, right? So I I really want that element of Uncle Iroh, especially to translate well on screen. And I hope that they they don't sacrifice that at all. Darcy, you sound like you were gonna say something. Uh, I had an earlier point. I was going to say this character here is actually one that I'm the least worried about. Not just because the actor, but I think it's also the e- one of the easier characters to get right. Um, yes, compared, I would compared agree. To others. Um, and like everything about this, like it looks good. Um, like from a visual perspective, one thing that this is doing really well compared to a lot of historically um, uh, anime or cartoon adaptations is. They try to make things realistic and then all the characters blend together and you're like, which one's who, right? Like, you'll know who the main <laughs> character is, but you can't pick up on who people are very clearly, right? right? Because like, oh, their face doesn't look exactly the same. And then you, they make everyone dress similarly and then you get confused really quickly. Like, I can still, I know who this guy is. He probably looks like the, probably the most different so far. Physically, his face shape is the most different from the animated character. So that to me is like, you know, uh, makes it a little harder, but they they didn't like h- hide away the scar. You know, they didn't make the scar like something different. Like, oh, let's not make it look exactly like, like, like a scar from flames on his face. Let's make it look a little, and you're like, what? Like, like a, why are you changing the character right like it looks like from this perspective visually this show is as equal to how one piece is visually to adapting its characters right and its environments they look like exactly what you would think that they they would look like and i'm not gonna have a hard time distinguishing but like tactic said are we going to get a story that works here because is this a series or a movie? I forget. It's, it's a, a series. 
it's That's, serious. It definitely gives it a better chance. Is it? Do we know if it's going to be anything like One Piece, where it's like we're going to adapt this many episodes into this many episodes, kind of a deal? Um, or like, is it an original series that will end after one season, and it's like? No, no. Like, they're definitely trying to do uh, like multiple seasons of it. Uh, the first season is eight episodes. Hmm. Okay. And what was the first season of uh, the actual show? That was the one when, uh, so like Ang. Okay, so first off, Ang gets discovered. Uh, Zuko spends the entire first season ch- ch- like chasing after him. Like he's the main antagonist. No, no how, how this... many episodes were in the, in the original? Twenty. First season? Twenty. That's what I'm. So I'm trying to think. Of how, like, are they if they're doing season to season? Is it going to be eight to twenty, or is it going to be like ten to, to to eight? Well, that'd almost be like one for one episodes then. Um, yeah. Yeah, because like it, it, I think they're they're trying to adapt the first season in this in these eight episodes. Uh, now, I, I will say that they have less to adapt the way, like, for example, the first eight episodes of One Piece had to, uh, uh, like, like they like condensed, what, like, 85 episodes? So, yeah, it was, like, 70, but, like, yeah, it's 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 a lot more. Because you're basically doing 10 episodes, uh, an episode. No, no, in all fairness, um, One Piece is notorious for, like, the first five and a half minutes. You're, like, you're not even watching a show yet. <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> and then you have, like, then you have, like, four minutes at the end that are, like, also credits so you really out of a 20 minute episode watch like about 12 minutes <laughs> of <Okay>. content um <laughs> so so in all fairness it's like you know it's, it's, it's not as much as it could be but um yeah yeah it, 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 they'll, they'll definitely have a better uh time in this show being able to not have to like cut certain things see my concern uh and this is going back to the writing uh portion that you talked about uh tactics because my concern is there are two things against this one netflix doesn't have a great track record for paying homage to source material yeah this became very apparent uh during the whole witcher situation and courtney knows what i'm talking about um like like I didn't realize to what extent the Witcher was fucking up the source material until she like took me step by step of what the character arcs are supposed to be like. I'm like, that sounds way better. She's like, I know. So there's what that's one thing. The second thing is the the re the rumors. And again, I'm going to iterate that this these are rumors. Nothing has been officially stated why, but the rumors as to why the creators left wasn't because uh because the the uh the creators had said before uh, when they first were announced that they were going to be working with netflix is we are happy to show um to do to retell our series but in a more mature content and they were talking about delving deeper into a hundred year war the dealings like the the generational conflict generational trauma what these characters would go through uh you know as children in a war but what was coming out of what Netflix had wanted, again, rumors, is that they wanted to age up the characters to introduce like more violence and more sex. So you know what this kind of sounds like? Zero to one. It, it kind of sounds like the, the, um, the animated movie adaption of The Killing Joke, where they had that whole Batgirl story oh arc my God. that nobody asked for, nobody wanted. Like, I'm hoping it's not on the same vein, but that's kind of what it sounds like. I I completely agree with you, because yes, absolutely yes, because that was some bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, 
We definitely don't need more sex. Uh, we had zero sex in the first <laughs> one. And if, we, and if we did, it was a, an implied implication that went right past me. <laughs> like, there was none. The most we had was like kissing. And yeah. like, and we didn't actually see an on, on-screen kiss until like season two. Yeah, like, like, and more violence. Like, okay, like, yeah, we do like the More violence, blood. But... They wanted more blood. I don't really need Okay, I mean, no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not until more, you get to Korra. A lot of blood is not needed. Um, having blood could, could be of value in the show, right? Yeah, making fair. sure. But I would do it not in a perspective like everyone comes out bloody every time. More of a like, let's add consequence to a fight by showing physical damage, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then there is a whole actual um, learning to blood bend at one point. But I mean, we're not even in that season yet, so. Oh Jesus Christ! Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, like we're not we're not even there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is why I am worried because, like, I hate the fact that it looks fantastic, and they got good actors. Like, for crying out loud, they got um, oh, I always forget his name. It's like Ken. Let me look it up. It's uh, Ken Long. I was close. I almost said Ken Chung. It's Ken Lung. Uh, Ken Lung as Zhao, who was also the other main antagonist of uh, of the first season. And going back to what you were saying, uh, Darcy, in terms of uh, Zhao and Ozai are the easiest to get to get because like Ozai was basically a Saturday morning car- uh, cartoon villain just over three seasons. It was what his effects were done to his children that was more nuanced. Zhao was kind of just an extreme totalitarian commander. And it was interesting to see him just unwaveringly being completely focused on his nationalism. Yeah. Anyway, so we shall see uh, where this goes. But so far, the the actors and the looks of the series have impressed me personally. All right, moving on to our next topic. So this was a surprising geeky news that came out this past week. Um, Matthew Vaughn, uh, he is the director of uh, Kingsman. He's also the director of X-Men First Class. He came out recently saying that a while when X-Men 3 was coming out, uh, he was actually set to direct. And he left X-Men 3, uh, and people didn't really know why. Uh, He's decided to go on record now, uh, this past week, to explain why. And the reason was fucked up. Turns out, he was made aware that uh, that Halle Berry was putting conditions on her return uh, as Storm. Because she was unhappy with the way Storm was depicted. And she wanted to make it a a more comic-accurate Storm, where she was from Africa that she was uh, being like uh, hailed as a goddess uh, because of like, she was manipulating the weather for the benefit of her village uh, and wanted to, they wanted, she wanted to bring that to the film. Uh, And she, uh, and the, and the Uh studios were saying yes to everything she was saying. But when Matthew Vaughn was uh, like getting ready to direct, they were saying, yeah, we're just, uh, let me just uh, see if I can find the exact quote. Um, he said, okay, so I got the script and 
I was like, what the hell is this draft? Uh, and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're just catering to what she wants and like focusing on kids dying from water, storm, Africa, and she creates thunderstorms to help them. But while he thought that was a really cool idea, he's like, oh, okay, so uh, I need to do a rewrite. And they're like, uh, no, uh, we're just doing this to get her to sign on. We're going to scrap it uh, right afterwards and continue with our current script. There's also one one little nuance to add there. When he Please. they didn't give him the script, he showed up to the to the studio for like a meeting, and he saw the script with like the name of the movie on it, but it was a much bigger script than the one that he had. And he asked what he what it was, and they wouldn't give it to him. And he he's like he said like he was mad in the moment, and he grabbed it off the desk like without their like desire to permission. give it to him. Yeah, brother's permission, and he read that and then that's why he decided to quit because yeah, they, they had said that like yeah we're just getting her we're using it as a means to bait her <clears throat> to sign the contract and then tossing it yeah so now i i don't uh i'm not blind to the fact that he's doing this right well when the writer strike uh is still oh, sorry not the writer strike the the actor strike the sag strike is still going on strong with the executives having left the table but like I knew uh, Hollywood executives sucked. And like there was a, a whole Me Too movement aspect to it uh, as well. And like, uh, but like this caught me off guard for some reason. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, T, did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because we put it in the chat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there are times I, I wonder if you. I did my there are times time. I, but like, what do you th- what do you think about this, man? Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, this is Hollywood, bro. Like, this is what they do. This is their mo. And you know, despite that, that like, I mean, I I rate this guy for his integrity and standing his ground um, because that shows a lot of like that that that's very admirable of him, and yeah. he gets my respect just based off of off of that, and. Let's be honest. That that movie was ass. Regardless, like I mean, they 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 did everybody dirty in that movie, right? Like they, yeah. Like Cyclops is in it for like what, like ten seconds. Patrick Stewart dies in it. Like it, it is terrible, man. And so, yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, Storm especially. Like, isn't she supposed to be like super OP and like she like she's an Omega level? Yeah, but she took a back seat throughout the entire series of of the X Men. Like she got like very little shine, and um, you know, so did Jean Grey, and she's also like Omega level. Basically, like the like and so Iceman, Storm, mm-hmm. and Jean Grey, all three are Omega level mutants. Omega level mutants means godlike level. And none of them were front and center. Well, they re- they regulated Jean Grey to a love interest. Yes, like that. That was the the pinnacle of her character arc. And you know, you can argue the whole Phoenix saga, but they didn't even really do that right. They botched that. She, well, she's, lo- she's basically Poison Ivy of X Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like her biggest power is the attraction of other men. Yeah. <laughs> Not, but you know. Yeah, but like, to, like I will, I will say when it comes to Jean Grey, no one has really written her the best. Like even the the '90s cartoons were were pretty. She kept fainting every five minutes. Yeah, that is true. 
That is true. Um, but Storm, on the other hand, I always love Storm. And also, like, this girl, she married T'Challa. And, like, everyone was like, that's a power couple. Like, yeah, like, well, yeah he's a king. But he he married up. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, it's shitty that <clears throat> Hollywood execs go through such lengths to be conniving and, and you know, uh do these kind of scheming tactics just to get people to sign on board. Like it's, yeah. uh, but again, I'm not surprised that that's always been Hollywood MO. It's very sketchy, you know, very conniving in that way. And so I'm just glad I'm more surprised that like, like someone actually stood up for her, like the director actually stood up for her and yeah. was willing to walk away from the project. Right. Because not, you don't hear that every day. You know what I mean? Like it's not a very common thing. Um, and so the fact that he actually went and and did that is, is admirable. And I respect that. Durst. Um, I mean, overall, I respect his, his, his decision and I respect the, the, like the situation. I'm going to add a little bit of context or something else he said that I analyzed a little bit. So additionally, he said, if they're going to do that to an Oscar winning actor, what are they going to, or actresses? He said, um, are, "What are they going to do to me?" And, oh, I didn't read that part. Well, because I, I watched it in the actual like clip of him do, talking about it, like on the panel, oh, and okay. that part. So I don't know if he ever like contacted um, Halle Berry to like let her know of what he saw or kept that to himself because it's the business and whatnot. But he said it, after that, he just like left and went off and to like, he, he left Hollywood and went to make Kingsman. Basically he was making Kingsman outside of the circles of, of Hollywood. Cause he wasn't going to put up with that kind of um, the political nature and the way that the things work. So as much as like he did, he, he's a man of morals and do, is doing the right thing. And I, and I, I like all that. I don't, I wouldn't, necessarily i think a lot of people are paying this way but i don't necessarily interpret it as a standing up for halle berry <coughs> unless he contacted her which we don't know he didn't mention mm -hmm. that and she decided to proceed forward on her own accord um because i don't know maybe she just the money was needed or something you know like she or she thought she her lawyers had it had her back better than they did or something like that she's like oh i hear you but my lawyers got handled and they don't you know and it didn't happen that way but otherwise it was more of a like him looking at it as like she's this level she just won she's won an oscar i'm this level and i know i'm gonna get screwed in the making of this picture so i'm stepping out of this right i'm using it as a signal to get out but he may have not a contactor and he was like, I, and Hallie just like went in completely thinking that everything was the way that, it, that she was going to get what she was going to get. And she ain't got nothing. So, I get that. so, you know, there's, there, that, there's that like element to it, but regardless, I'm not trying to take away a knock from the, I, I, I like that, that he had the integrity and to see that kind of stuff and to not just like go in uh, and to see that. Um, but yeah, I think it's more of a statement around, the the industry and he probably just like didn't tell anybody and walked away because he was just like yeah i'm not putting up with this crap uh and everybody else is they can they can do their own business right i'm not doing being a part of this business here and step out and make his own thing and doing his own way so yeah overall you know i'm glad that he he he's trying to light on this um but you know it's 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 all layered and it comes down to like 
You don't get what is fair. You get what you negotiate. And as much as she was negotiating for it, it clearly wasn't a strong enough negotiation to keep them. There must have been promises that they could get away with because they did. And yeah. They, 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 that's exactly what, what was happening there. Yeah. I actually barely remember her in the movie now that I think about it. Oh, well, I bet when she got on, she, she, <laughs> she wasn't trying to act. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, like... I know he 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 said the comment um, like if they're gonna do that to a, a like a Oscar winning actress then what what do they do what are they gonna do with me but Halle Berry's only won one Oscar and she's definitely not walking away from regardless of the this unless things got really really bad based on her career she's not walking away from X Men she's definitely not because like what what else has she been in where you're you were like oh man that's that's fantastic. What else has she been in since? Well, John Wick. Right. But like that was a while after, though. Exactly. She's a really good Netflix film. I didn't watch it, but my partner did. Uh, she was the based... boxing one. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how many people saw that. I mean, I watched it. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, but that's mean... Also, when this movie came out, it's a it's a much different era in, in, in film than it is now. Like it's a whole different like decade. Yeah, time. but this is this was after. I did, what what did she do first? Uh, Catwoman or or X Men? What did she land first? Uh, she did uh, Catwoman after X Two. After X. So in between, okay, yeah. So de- yeah, she's definitely not walking away from X X three. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, she definitely needed a win. So, I mean, it'd be different if it was like, like, uh, someone who won multiple Academy Awards or like Oscars, and then that comment was like, oh yeah, if that if they're gonna do that too. Yeah, but it's it, it's it's the nature of the lying and the manipulation that he looked at it and go like it's not just about what they're going to do to him but it's like he knows he's whatever he's about to direct it's not going to come out what whatever he wants to make he's not gonna be able mm-hmm. to make it because if they're going to t- i'm not saying it's like we, we could weigh that her oscar is but not as good as somebody else's oscars and all that kind of stuff but the fact is is like they're just using her to make money Oh yeah, 100%. Just, just, and like in general, that's how they're always doing with all actors, mm-hmm. but they're doing it to the point where they're like they're just using her Oscar to put <clears> it <throat> on the writing, on the poster. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And so he very much gets a signal that like I'm not going to be able to make whatever film it is I want to make if they don't even care and they're just going to lie to people and then force them to do what they want instead of like allow them to 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 gain things. Cuz if they didn't like that vision, and they want to go a different vision, then maybe you just get different act, switch up your, your cast and you and you do a different thing if you're doing it like more fairly and honestly trying to create something. In this case, like they're not honestly trying to create something, they're just trying to make money. And they're just forcing it through lies. So just going back a little bit uh to what we we're saying, Halle Berry, so like X-Men, so this particular movie that we're discussing is X-Men The Last Stand, X-Men, X-Men 3. That came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. She's did like like a solid set of movies but almost all of them were like low key ones like the ones that i knew that she was in was cloud atlas and x-men days of future past she interestingly enough was in kingsman oh yeah uh uh in uh, i think the second installment and then her movie immediately after that was john wick uh three Mm -hmm. so like 
she has been doing stuff, but I think she moved to like indie, which I mean, if the, if X three is any indication, I can see why she decided to like ditch the big Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. films and just act in the uh, the indie ones. Oh, one hundred percent. Yep. Because yeah. how many times yeah. do you want to keep getting lied to? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And she only came back for like when uh, for like Days of Future Past, where she was like part of an ensemble. And and I I feel like by doing the indie films, like yes, you 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 reach a smaller audience, but you have a time, you have a chance to really hone in on your acting skills and build up like a very obscure audience to the point where yeah. you can start to reintroduce yourself into mainstream, similar to like what um, Twilight, the um, Robert Pattinson did. Absolutely. He was doing a bunch of indie films and then all of a sudden he comes out and now he's Batman. Yeah. But that exactly. also comes like uh, the thing that we don't normally talk about is it's also comes down to the actual team behind the scenes. Like a lot of the times people, they, they do the big ones for the money, but the experience is wretched, right? It yeah. is a bunch of egos and mm-hmm. tough executives and whatnot. And then you get into smaller films or sometimes you still are big films, but the, the crew that makes them are very tight knit and they only make their films with certain people and whatnot. Like your, uh, your James Gunn only makes mm-hmm. his films with the same people all the time. Matt Reeves probably keeps the same collective of people around him. Right. You know, Christopher and, Nolan. exactly. Right. And so when you get to working with some of these people, um, you know, or James Cameron or whatnot, like mm-hmm. you know, they, they're going to, you know, you're going to go in for a specific tone, but you want, that experience you might choose it because you want to rather work with this kind of crew and do your craft and enjoy yourself or you go with a james cameron you know you're going to go a grueling experience but you're going to make an amazing film and you're going to enjoy the output significantly but when you join in with these like random movies by studios that's thrown together with a bunch of people and nobody really cares about anything right you you go from like even though Zack Snyder doesn't make the films that Umar likes, you go from enjoying the film to all of a sudden you switch out and you get what's his name making Justice League and everyone hates the experience and it's absolutely wretched, right? Yeah, because to your point, Darcy, it's more of a collaborative effort. Like like Zack, Zack Snyder is a perfect example because, you know, say what you will about his actual movies and the story writing process. Like everyone that talks about their experience on set with him have like nothing but positive things to say because they go to bat for him. Yeah. there And it's the same thing with James Gunn where it's like everyone, like he's such like, he's such a goofball on set and like everyone just has a good time. And like, they're, they're all just, it's like a party. Like it's, it's a party at work. Right. And that's the environment that you usually want to be in when you're doing these long ruling hours working on set. Yeah. And versus versus some of these Hollywood films where it's all about business and money and it, it kind of puts a lot of stress in the environment to the point where people are like can't wait to wrap up and they're not giving it a hundred percent of their all like into the performance. Yeah. They're just taking the money and running, literally. And also for all we know, she probably got the the dime for being disrespected and then was like, Okay, I don't need to go back to the hundred percent. Yeah. 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 All right. Moving on to our next uh, topic. So as fans of our podcast will know, we are all very, very happy with the anime, the Amazon animes uh, series called Invincible. And so as a result, starting November 3rd, season two is going to pre- premiere on Amazon. Oh, and, the tra- and the full trailer g- got released this past week and we got to take a look at it. Now, 
I, I, I'm all, I, want, I want to hear what my bros think because like, I, I haven't heard anything of what you guys think so far. So, like, T, let's start with you, man. What do you think of the Season 2 trailer for Invincible? Bro, I've been waiting for this show for so long. Like, I feel like we've, we've gotten to – maybe this isn't accurate, but I feel like we've gotten to the boys' shows before Season 2 of this show has dropped. I don't think that's true, but that's what it felt like. If, I feel it, too, if, if I'm being honest. And so I've been waiting. I'm like, yo, did this show get canceled? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm waiting for it to, like, come back. And I'm I'm super excited, no pun intended, that it's coming back. And sooner than I thought. I didn't know it was coming out in November. Uh, but that trailer definitely hooked me. Um, I love the show. Um, I'm excited to see where they, where, they, where they take it. There's a lot of things I've seen. I saw in the trailer where I'm kind of like, okay, wait, what the hell is going on? Right? Like so, what? Uh, the Invincible is giving me like a villain vibe, like almost like he was trying to take over like near the end where it was like a ah uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what did I miss something? What's going on here? So I have a theory about that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh so, but go on, please. Yeah, so uh, that's all I have to say, really. I I'm excited. I, I don't need to be sold. I didn't even need a trailer. I just I'm I'm <laughs> I'm ready and like so excited to watch this show. So yeah. Dars? um i mean I, all the same boat i didn't know it was november 3rd until you said it. i started talking underneath you i was like like november what <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, holy uh i'm super excited you know and it, it takes longer to get animated shows uh, people don't really appreciate how much extra time it takes to animate shows compared to like live action sometimes like we think like oh next year like no <laughs> like give it two years <laughs> like, literally uh the last episode was april 2021 <laughs> And the first episode is going to be November 2023. Yeah, you, you need time to put pen to paper. You know, this mm -hmm. stuff has to move quick. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and like like Taxi saying, you know, that, that last part, it looks interesting. I feel like that's somebody else's power doing some interpretation or sorry, um, doing some manipulation to make everyone think he's taking over. Um, but who knows? I'm, I'm just here for the ride. Like, I, I love the first season. Second season looks like it's going to be dope. I mean, I've seen people on TikTok every now and then share stuff from the um, from the comics. comic, right? I wanted to say manga the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was like, don't do it, don't do it. Um, but um, yeah, I, and like how much more intense this show gets and like uh, and like how big the story will get. Plus, I know that the, that they're changing this adaption. Right, and it's still still the same creator, but they're like adjusting the story. So even though the comics are very far and doing interesting things, we may never see an exact representation like that. But my guess, slightly different adjustment. Um, one thing I'm really excited for in this, and, and I'm so glad I saw it in the trailer, and I bet we're gonna get a lot more of it. Um, uh, 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 Christine, I forget her last name, um, but his mother. Um, oh, uh, uh, um, uh, Chris, uh, oh my God. Uh, Christ uh, Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh, sorry, yeah, not Christine. I, I think Christine. When you said Christine, it threw me to for uh, for a run. I was her, was was Christine her name in in Grey's Anatomy? Christina. In, yeah, in Christina. Grace. See, see, there it is. Like, see how much I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm still talking about the right person, just in the wrong context. Um, mm -hmm. but um, the 
the thing I loved about the show, like in the first season, is like one, her the mom was a boss, and yeah. two, it showed a, a great dynamic. She wasn't just like some random like throwaway character who just like oh, and my mother was asking me to do this, that's why I couldn't do superhero things, and it's just like an obstacle, but not a person. Like she's fully rounded, and she looks <clears throat> like she's gonna be delivering some tough scenes and really rounding this out and um and that's that i feel is going to be like really 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 awesome um so i look forward to that but yeah is it november 3rd yet like can i can i I start tomorrow (laughs) like let's go yeah so thankfully in two weeks this will uh the first episode will debut i will say uh so first of all um i also love the trailer I also didn't need a trailer just like you guys. I'm ready to go. I love the first season. I loved Invincible Adam Eve special episode that they, they came out with a couple of weeks, a couple of months back. I also loved hearing all the new voices and also the old voices coming back. Like we 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 got uh Sterling K. Brown uh coming in as um as uh oh my god, I always want to call him Langstrom. Was it Langstrom? I can't remember the character's name, but the dude who uh, is like opening up the portals to the different universes, uh, he's in there. Uh, and uh, just so you guys know, I think that since he is able to go into different universes, he goes to a universe where, um, what you call it, uh, Mark is the villain uh, making that statement. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Courtney's asking Darcy, are y'all McDreamy or McSteamy fans? I'm gonna have to go McSteamy for me. He was a douche, but at the same time, he was cute. Yeah, I was cute, cute, cute in his behavior. I was a McSteamy all the all all, all the way. I, I was never the biggest fan uh, of um, McDreamy, and uh, also finding out about the behind the scenes stuff was not also cool. But uh, yeah, I was way more. It's just him and 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 uh, what's her name? Didn't uh, the woman who played Meredith? Can't think of her real name right now. But um, yeah, they, they, that uh, they, they weren't always the biggest fans of each other. But yeah, fair enough. I I, I, li- I like the McSteamy character more. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Jack is so, like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> I'm more of a McGriddle fan, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that that is OG underrated. Okay, that, that is underrated. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> I, I need a McGriddle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I've been thinking about that every so often. Like, I'm, <laughs> we drive by McDonald's, I'd be like, yo. The sweet and savory, man. Yo, that's a good touch. Yo, I'm t- I'm telling you, pancakes with bacon on top, salty bacon, amazing. Turkey Bruh. bacon for those who 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 are the, of that flavor. Trust, best, best. Anyways, go on. <laughs> uh, I can't join you. I I haven't had like um, McDonald's since I was a kid. Um, but anyway, um, with uh, yeah, with Invincible, like I, like I know where the storyline's supposed to supposed to go. I'm happy to see that they're keeping elements of it. I also find it fascinating that they're retelling the story and also trying to modernize it as well. So I'm all in. Uh, I cannot wait. I trust Kirkman. Like I, I trusted his work before. I trust his updates with his work, especially with the first season. But yeah, I, I'm I'm ready. I, uh, I I want it to happen. I'm, I'm like, give it to me now. I'm ready. So yeah, uh, sounds like we all doesn't seem like there's any surprise or much variation between the three of us. So moving on <laughs> to our next topic and our final topic of the evening: more so, Amazon, <laughs> more Amazon. Yeah, like we, we um, Amazon's doing 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 some good show right now. So uh, last week we discussed how uh, I think 
Tactics and I were about halfway through the series uh, of Gen B. Four. He'd seen four episodes. You had seen five episodes. Five. I think, and I yeah. had seen no episodes. Right. So uh, we were all at different spots in watching Gen V, uh, the the series that's a spinoff of The Boys, which is taking place uh, around the same time as what The Boys is uh, left off at. And uh, they've said that uh, j- j- the season finale of Gen V, and by the way, Gen V has been renewed for season two uh, as of yesterday. But uh, the final episode of Gen V is meant to lead into The Boys season four, I believe. Anyway, so uh, Darcy, we're going to start with you, man. We are going to go, we're go now. We can go full spoilers. So, uh, but just out of curiosity, have you guys seen the episode from today? I no. have. No, Sorry, I, no, I'm okay. watching it today. No. Okay, but, cool. But I have. Okay, cool. All right. So I've I've also watched today's episode, and we will just not talk about that one. So episodes one to five, Darcy, what do you think of episodes one to five of Gen V? Spoilerful. Yeah, I really like this show. Um, it's it is very much for me the right way of doing what this is meant to be, right? A side story inside of a universe, but very much absolutely feels part of that universe. Um, and and it does it without needing to bring in all the ca- any. I don't think is there any characters from the boys in this. Like anybody shows up for any there's, scenes. There's Easter eggs, but not like, yeah, like well, uh, Ashley shows up. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and also oh yeah, uh, the, Ashley at the very beginning, yeah, yeah, and and also in like another episode, uh, in the second episode, also uh, we see the uh, like you said, like they're basically television shows of the actors coming in, uh, and the latest episode had a. A guest appearance, but I'm not going to ruin it for uh, tactics. I'm forgetting what that guest appearance is. But regardless, it, Soldier Boy. It, um, Damn! It was in the trailer um, leading up to the next episode. So oh, I, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah now, I, now I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> try not to spoil. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, <clears throat> like, it doesn't need them, right? Like, the soldier boy definitely like he wasn't needed at all it's f- amazing it's funny but it's like it's totally not important to the story like at all like it's it's like minorly important but the thing could have been the clock from loki and it still would have been fine <laughs> like it, 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 his purpose was like irrelevant um other than just being a joke um yeah. but it does a good job of like being right in that universe dealing with the same kinds of problems from from different angles oh my gosh yes exactly that's an exactly perfect photo that is <laughs> exactly on thing um, oh yeah yeah oh i love at the end where he's like he's like okay uh, you guys need after he's done filming his last thing it's like just looking at that tree like um it, it, yeah it's it, it I'm trying to think there was like an another thing that tried to do some kind of spin-off like this and failed. Like uh, Marvel's done a couple of them. Um the Mutants movie fail, right? Um like yeah. for the X-Men thing. Uh wasn't really the Marvel movie. that was yeah. like but it's still under Marvel technically. Um yeah. and then you had the other show that they did with like a bunch of kids, then there was some yeah. secret society thing that like from the trailer I was like, that's a failure and we weren't wrong. Um and so whereas this is like, yep, it's a hundred percent hitting the universe. It's it's 
it, it's on the nose it's funny at times it's crazy it the amount of dick jokes in this show is insane and they're like graphic half the damn time um like like it's this episode the last one umar the only one that i can't think of a dick reference <laughs> there was no dick in the last episode so and yeah, this was this was weird. That, <laughs> like, I was, this was brilliant, man. I love this part. This, Agreed. This thing was fantastic. The it way just they caught me off guard. Disturbing, though. Yes. It's, it's it's weird how it's like. So this scene, and I, I only minor spoiler. Well, when we're doing full spoilers, so he he fighting all of these like uh, soldiers, and he's just just ripping them apart. But it's all in puppets, and yet you're still hearing their voices, and it was so much. Like it would have been horrible to see, but seen as puppets, you think would make it easier, and it made it harder for me. It made it so much harder because it was like, it was like a softness to their cries of pain, and then the they're like, oh, we're just gonna do like these confetti for the blood splattering, and we're gonna we're gonna take yarn to show his intestines being pulled out of him, and I'm like. <laughs> it's like it was like more visceral and it was yet not showing me the actual thing it was it was genius as attack said but it was like wow that that was one of the hardest scenes since in anything of the boys in gen v for for like morbid like grotesque um fight scenes it was the worst one for me and i'm like how was I that the worst agree. one i like i i found and i like that's why i said it was weird because like for me the brutality of it was worse because there were Muppets being ripped apart <laughs> with the sounds of people in reality. And like, you're both oddly enjoying it from like, like some sort of like adolescent mindset, but then the reality of it is also coming up at the same time as an adult. Yeah. And like the combination is just fucking with your brain. And I'm just like, what am I watching right now? See, you see, this is how if they did this this way it wouldn't have this effect which they absolutely mean to have this effect if you just did pup puppets right muppets and then you did cotton balls and maybe you painted the cotton balls a little bit red but they just look like like stuffed toys you would be like oh he's just ripping stuffed toys but we know it's happening but we're not we're not visually it's the fact that whenever they rip something apart they figured out what material would represent the internal organs or the bones or whatever. So they still gave you the visual. That was just so much more intense. Like, like they pull off an arm and you get like a little like arm bone sticking out with like yeah. red around it. And then like fleshy stuff coming off the side with sprinkles spraying out like crazy that, that represent the blood. And you're like, well, I now see all of it. In yeah. my head. I can't unsee it either. I can't I can't put this behind as like some sort of like kid thing. Oh yeah. But it this show is fantastic. Like for me, it's it's a perfect way to expand the universe. Um yeah, there's like high school drama stuff that's like less interesting at times, but the overall mystery of what's happening here and the reveal of like the thing that it's been about in this latest episode that I won't speak about has huge implications for the the main storyline and you know i look forward to the third season even more for the boys because of what's coming up in this and i hope that like after we get through the third season if it, 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 obviously the show's still growing i hope that they bring us 
like either another Gen V, but I kind of almost hope for a completely different spin-off show that expands the universe in a completely different way because I find it interesting just, just to see the superhero stuff from a different realm because like what we were talking about with Marvel where after the snap, we really wanted them to dive into the um, the repercussions of the snap. This dives deeply into the repercussions of everyone finding out about Gen V or the, the, the uh-huh. it being a serum and not a uh, compound V and not being natural superheroes and their assholes and what's happening in the world. So I would love to see the consequences explored from like, I don't know, a third world nation and how maybe their heroes are real heroes and but how everything from the, the United States is messing everything up. Like I love to see it from just different angle because it's just interesting to me. So loving the show. Absolutely loving the show. T. Yeah, this show is like X-Men on cocaine, laced with ecstasy, soaked in vodka, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild, bro. Snapped um, by the guy on John Wick who got killed for yeah. killing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said made me think of that guy. <laughs> oh man. Oh. But yeah, like I mean, I uh, to that point, I, I I think that they are at an advantage that like shows like the x-men or like even in like the justice league they can't really push it to that that level because this isn't part i mean this is part of like based on a comic book as well too right but one it's not very well known and two you can go off the rails as much as you want with this show and like really do some really innovative innovative things like you know hence this uh this example on screen here um and yeah, I, like one of the, the the biggest things that I, I overlooked, but as Umar and I were talking off camera, uh, made me realize that I actually really enjoy is the affliction of of a lot of the powers, right? Where it's like um, almost there, there's some semblance of actual like what people actually go through, like um, when they have like um, when they cut themselves and or if they have like eating disorders or something like that, like the fact that they've like merged powers into those afflictions is really, it's a very interesting um, highlighted point that the, that the show makes. And then uh, to what Darcy was saying about um, like derivative shows of like very popular franchises or, or, or series or movies or whatever, like this had the potential to go south really, really fast. Right. And the fact that it's doing well opens up the the floodgates for a lot of other different properties to, to emerge from this, which is really, really good because now they can tell a whole bunch of different stories and like, this can kind of live on like, like this feels, this has like, like semblance of the boys but it also is its, it's its own, own thing it's its own thing and you could do that across the board with like a lot of other things too right um you could do like a batman iteration of of the boys and like pull from like different different storylines that are related to some of the batman stories but make it your own thing like a dark knight returns version or something like that right um the possibility you know you know who the Bruce Wayne Batman was in the boys already has shown up in the show, right? Yeah, the 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 the, the dude the, who was fucking all the holes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, yeah, like I do do I like it more than the boys? No, but I don't think I have to. I I there's yeah, enough agreed. there for me to to be on board with the show and to enjoy it for what it is and 
I'm liking it so far. And I'm I'm hoping that I can continue to like it. And I mean, if it's being renewed for a second season, then that that shows they have a lot of faith in the show already and it's doing real well as is. So um I have a feeling that this it's gonna end on a high note and keep me invested and intrigued. So that's all I'm really hoping for. To the point you said, like, do you like it more or do I have to? And I think the, the greatest way of thinking of this is, is like, it's supplementary. Yeah. Right? It, it adds to the boys uh -huh. yeah. and it doesn't compete with the boys. Uh -huh. And it, yeah. it, it, it does an element in here that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to do at one point and then couldn't do and had to abandon. So when, when Thor The Dark World came out, the events of the final battle in the movie in agents of shield i was actually watching at that point in time when it was all right um they went to the site where the battle was and went on cleanup duty so they integrated the next week after the movie came out literally in an event that was directly tied but i mean it was good but it was weak and blah 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 and agent shield is not the greatest show in the world or anything like that but this has the ramifications but they're not do necessarily completely reliant but it's like everything that we've seen in the boys is a completely affecting what's happening in these characters and what's going to happen in this will affect what's happening in the boys. But I think it's done in a way where like, let's say, let's say, and I'm not trying to say this because Tex hasn't seen this yet, but like, let's say episode six, yeah. the, the thing they hint at actually comes full fruition, right? And, and in the worst possible scenario, which the boys likely is to do because they, everything goes the worst possible way. And, <laughs> um, and so let's say the, that worst scenario happens. They can still explain that in the boys without this, the seeing it exactly the, the show. They they could find a way to just like say this is happening, and you'd be like, "I never watched Gen V. Cool. You still doesn't make a difference to you. Just <clears throat> yeah. we're just telling you this is what's happening." <laughs> exactly. And that and that's a good thing about it because I feel like with the boys and and Gen V, it's very self-contained. Where it's like it's not as grand scale as that of like what they were trying to do with Marvel in the sense of like you had in in the first Avengers movie the big thing that happened in New York, and now all the shows that come after that have to somehow rely on on that like you can't just have a show and then not mention or even show yeah. the ramifications of the new york thing or the new york thing or even with the blip it's like everything has to be tied to that major event so you're kind of locked in whereas like the beauty of this is you have two shows so you don't have a movie and then a show where like the shows now have to correspond with the movie you just have two shows that are self-contained but you can have elements that connect so you can bring like characters from the boys into this and it's not going to affect the overall like story arc of the boys and vice versa right so and also to your point uh tactics like with it's gotten to such a massive scale and interconnectedness in with the mcu that like we saw uh uh the eternals and like a, a head and a hand comes out of the middle of the earth and no one has talked about it yeah. <laughs> Yeah. everyone's like so we just we all we all just not going to talk about this and <laughs> i know people online among my friends and even amongst us we're just like so we again are not talking about this but with the boys all they have to do is say a name offhandedly and you don't necessarily need to remember the character no but you yeah. get a point and, and you know what like if the boys were to have an epic level event where like i don't know half of new york is just destroyed 
it would get referenced in the other yeah. shows. It yeah, would just, it would just be a thing. They'd be like, and it and it would probably come up as like social media content within the show, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, and it'd be and it, it would like literally start off one episode, and then it'd, it'd just be like some girl would be like, "Oh my god, I'm here at the site," <laughs> just like a hundred percent. And it'd be like, "What the hell?" And it, that's how the show would handle it. And it would just but, like yeah. move on. That's the beauty of the show, right? Like they 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 can take it to that level because they don't have anything to lose, right? Like there's, they're like, it's all free game for them at that point. They don't take themselves too seriously. And so therefore they can kind of have fun with it and like play on those like comedic tropes of like social media and like, uh, like our addiction to it and whatnot, or like whatever story you want to run with it, right? Like it, everything can work in this case. And like one of the things like uh, I, it was a very small moment, but like I, uh, like for example, in the I think it was like the first episode, uh, they have the guy who does like the introductory to like media relations, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Didn't that guy like direct like uh, like the boys' version of the Justice League or like the MCU?" Oh film? yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, "Yeah," but then he like flashed himself in front of Minka Kelly, and now he's here. It's like. So Vought is just so desperate to keep their people <laughs> in house that they're like, yeah, okay, we're gonna take you off of directing, but we're gonna we're gonna have you like you know with a bunch of kids, uh, like yeah. a bunch of like a few uh, adolescent children that you can like you know give them. And he's like, what am I doing here? All right, <laughs> give, give me my paycheck. And I'm like, yo, facts though, <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This- yeah, they, they 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 know how to do what they're doing, and yes, they, they and, take it too serious. And I love it. No, and the, the interesting thing is they still reference uh, what happened at the end of season of the of season three of the boys with Homelander killing, uh-huh. and they're having debates on like we only see like a second of it on like TV and on like on social media, but they're having the debates of whether what he did was bad or not, and you and like people are just walking right past that uh but at the same time they're like oh okay oh okay oh okay and it's like like, wow yeah and so for me i i'm loving this uh the season as uh the series as well i um i found that like it it took me a while to uh to like the characters in comparison to the boys like the, the boys i got in pretty quickly with everybody and also you have like very strong reactions to some characters in the boys this one it, you grew with the characters which i liked because like i actually feel like i know them a lot more now also like you tactics uh like uh what i was saying to you like i loved the relatability and and uh parallels that they made to things that adolescents go through when they go to college when they're trying to find themselves uh like the things you said like you know uh people facing uh bulimia people uh facing like with like the stress of cutting themselves people overstressing and like uh needing to take drugs and still not being able to have that issue worries about connecting and also i really like how they handled um uh the trans community's uh experiences and where and like yeah and like tactics you said it to me and i actually didn't put I, c- I couldn't actually like put words to it until you said it to me where you're like this is a situation where you have to say that because yeah. otherwise you are be like you're facing a, a, a female when he tra- uh, when they transition and if you say hey how you doing guy it's it's like why are you calling him a guy and it's a smart way to get people used to using the the, the pronoun right which i yeah. like my thought about I was like that's actually pretty genius yeah and and also it makes you actually feel for them 
when the parents or when yeah. the father is being like me, like it's like affecting them. Mm-hmm. And the word, and like I didn't actually piece this together until the latest episode, but like when he, when he, the father said, You were my, you're my beautiful boy. And, and it's like, and now you do this thing. And I'm like, You're the one who injected uh, them with compound V. Mm-hmm. So you did this. Mm-hmm. And now you're blaming them for it. Yeah, you just mad you didn't get your result you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of comes through why people have kids sometimes, and why this is such a big threat to them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, just like you said, this it was like it was genius. And these are things that you like. You eat like we're we're kind of doing like a like a overall discussion. But if we went episode by episode, we could do deep dives on a lot of aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also will say that uh, when it comes to assholes on the show, yo, they just like it with the boys, they did not hold back. Yeah, no. I have a really good way of summarizing this show and comparing it to to the boys that just like pop my head while you guys are talking. The boys is what happens if the Justice League were assholes. Yeah. Gen V is what would happen if the X Men were assholes. <laughs> yeah this is this is professor x's school of assholes <laughs> this is all I like, like i'm like like what do i like about this it's basic i was thinking about yeah. how with blood powers i'm like oh that's very much like x-men when when the when the one of them has a power that they can't control and there's consequences and they have like a dark story except we get to see the horrible dark story at the very beginning you're like oh that's a really dark story they even have a rogue yeah a right? rogue like yeah. character yeah <laughs> it's literally just x-men like yeah. it's, it's it's the school version not the like og like running right. around saving the world x-men it's just the the kids in school at at, yeah. at, at, at the and institute yeah it's just that's all it is and i'm like yep so what do we what do we get next right is the next show like something marvel is the next show like some, some like 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 what what's the next like group of superheroes that we want to adapt I think you're right when it's, when you said Batman, because like the next uh, the other types are the ones who do like like criminal investigations on mm-hmm. like on the street level, mm-hmm. uh, and so like that would be the next one. Either that or um, what's the one that uh, Zack Snyder did, the Watchmen. Yeah, that's already fucked up to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna get much much nicer afterwards. <laughs> Oh my! But like another thing about like this show that I, I would say is, with the level of duality between real life and like on campus stuff, because like they, they are doing a good job of like capturing that shit happens even in universities. Shit does happen, and like people don't talk about it, and like. They even like mildly talked about the fact that like universities are known to kind of hide the racism and hide the sexual assaults from like being dealt with, which I would say that there hasn't been a lot of racism in this show, which surprises me to be honest. But they do do a lot of like sexual assault related uh, aspects. Mm-hmm. But oh, oh, by the way, Darcy, did you know that uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son is uh, Golden Boy? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys kind of spoiled that for me when you're talking about the last episode where Sorry. Our, our podcast. You're talking about like I'm like, oh, so I, I just like immediately started like looking to figure out who it was. And I'm like, yeah, it's yo, he him. he looks right there. You you could see where our source thinker is skinny. Like it's a skinnier version, but like I can see the 
the appearance there. Yeah. I just uh, I found it hilarious that I told Tactics that he was like it was like a light bulb moment for him. Yeah, because like Sylvia and I were watching it, and she's like, "Where have we seen him before?" And I'm like, "I don't think I've ever seen this guy in my life." And then she was, and then that's when you told us afterwards, right? And I was like, "Oh, okay, now I see it." I just don't remember ever seeing him like in any capacity. So, yeah, I find him a better actor than his father. I mean, I'm not. That's not surprising, though. I mean, <laughs> Arnold wasn't known for his like <laughs> Shakespearean acting, right? <laughs> I mean, how to put this? I think for Arnold's a good actor with all things considered yes. and he's a better actor than a lot of people who've come from the same kind of bread and butter as him as in being foreign english definitely second language even after all these years has have a very thick accent right and was brought in for for something like he's actually has more range than a lot of people and he's shown it but i mean his son has an extreme advantage <laughs> yeah. like uh growing up like if if you brought his son to act in the country his father was from he would not be that good of an actor <laughs> so it's just no that's fair that's fair. reversal roles <laughs> yeah all right well do you guys have any final comments before we uh close up no i want to see uh the boys version of suicide squad Mm. <laughs> that's the next season i want to uh, spin on the show just take something really messed up and make it way more messed up yo that could get really politically uh incorrect very quickly yep that's 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 right there is i was like looking Ugh. through like other shows that have like stuff it's like there's x-force could be pretty good right and and um defenders might be interesting but i think suicide squad would be the, the probably one yeah the interesting i think ones. that would fit the most yeah yeah because it's also it also needs to be the most different like defenders is already kind of like the boys themselves the actual yeah. group of the boys right and then like some of these other ones like they, they you could say well they, we already kind of have that in these other characters right but yeah suicide squad this... is like you just you're just taking a bunch of you're taking the worst people with v and then using them to do worse things than we've already seen. It's like it's just gonna get really, really bad. You just like yeah. it would. It would be them, but it it wouldn't be solving problems in America. They'd be sending them and deploying them to other countries. That's, that's what why I'm like. Be. That's what I'm saying. It would be uh, a political. It, they would need uh, so many lawyers on that show to make sure that they don't cross a line. Yeah. <laughs> which countries can we not use right now? <laughs> <laughs> And you know how they had a disclaimer uh, for like three episodes of uh, for the boys last season. They would need to. They would need one like literally for every single. It's like this is depicting a political situation that we are not trying to make light of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, uh, T. I'm gonna uh, volley it to you to uh, like for our closing remarks. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're listening at home on Spotify or you're watching us live or watching us later, we want to thank you as always. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. And we will actually not see you next week because y'all are gone, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I lied. We're not gonna. You're not gonna see us. Uh, you're probably gonna see us in two weeks. In two weeks. Yes. Okay. So until then, thank you guys. I'm your boy Tactics. This is Geeky Bros Podcast. Over to you, Darius. And you pointed, Umar. Did <laughs> no. I point? Oh, it's like, it's... I, I don't know. <laughs> this is just Darcy. <laughs> and this is Big Geek Umar. Live long and prosper, y'all. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Also, for those of you who are watching after the live, live event, 
click the description below for, to see our uh, timestamps for our topics so you can go right to the one you want. I don't know. 